0: Have I been talking about Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point
1: In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger
0: move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They they have a real shot to get to
1: Frazier's got it! And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting
0: lineup with Travis Sparks.
2: What are we doing? <laughs> I'm going to drop the plans doing? for this.
0: And Eric Fry. Because they won a game, and they still will not be ranked again this season. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
2: Of the starting lineup here on ESPN Radio 989 The Game. Travis Sparks here today and no Eric Fry. I'm flying solo here today and that's okay because I got a good show light up for you. Anyways, coming up here on the program, we'll be diving deep into some basketball, of course, as the very first broadcast of the season happened last night with Altima and Vandalia. Get into everything that happened there as well as what else happened in night number two of the high school girls basketball season. And I'll talk some more basketball, uh, some college basketball, those big games in uh, Chicago with the Champions uh, Classic going on up there. And, oh yeah, a game that happened in uh, Champaign uh, uh, last night as well against Marquette. Uh, That did did not go well, did it, man? We'll go through it. And uh, also the uh, latest uh, college football rankings were uh, released And so... I'll take a look at that and maybe take a quick peek at the upcoming schedule. And, hey, college football coming down the stretch. Only two games left in the regular season. And, uh, of course, the championship games as well before we hit the college football playoffs. So uh, we'll hit up on uh, that as well as probably hit up on uh, some NBA. And uh, since Eric isn't here, I can squeeze in some NHL as well, so uh, that's a little quick peek at what's coming along in the uh, program, and again, flying solo here today, so it's uh, my deal, and also coming up in the uh, podcast, I'll have some of this day in uh, sports history as well. So uh, stick around for that in the uh, podcast. You know what to do uh, there. You know where to find that. And also FEMrated.com is a good place to uh, find that podcast as well. And of course, the uh, starting lineup would not be possible without the help and contributions from the fine folks from McMahon Meets, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and Totopolis State Bank. Alright, so uh, I'm on a solo mission here today, so uh, let's uh, get this started and uh, let's uh, get right into it. And uh, let's hit it up with a segment we call First Things First.
1: Before we get into the show...
0: Things first,
2: and that's where we're starting. We're starting off in a basketball. We're starting off in a college basketball, more specifically, in a game that you heard right here on a 98.9. The game that was Illinois and a Marquette as the three currently right now. We'll see where they stand at the polls entering next week, but Illinois fell there to Marquette. Last night, and uh, boy, oh boy, did they uh, line! I go uh, cold late, and also uh, turnovers was a, a big story in uh, this one. And I won't even go into the uh, three-point shooting. I mean, we are what we are uh, w- with that. But uh, the uh, uh, Golden Eagle Eagles came in the Champagne, and uh, they won 71 to 64. Was the final there in the uh, Gabbett off games and. You know just maybe it was just me watching it later on obviously I was at the high school girls basketball game so I DVR'd it and watched it uh, later on so uh, maybe it was just uh, me not watching it live or what, but I thought there in that first half, I thought Illinois was right there. Yeah, Marquette did start off the game uh, slow. I don't think they scored within that first couple minutes uh, there, but then when they finally started to get it going, uh, they went on that 13-2 to run, and that kind of took the lead there. But I always felt like even though they did go on that big run, I always felt like we were right there. And, you know, we were always kind of within a striking distance in the uh, first half, despite how poorly we played and how poorly we shot the ball from uh, beyond the arc, at least for. Uh, the most part, uh, as a team, I know Luke Goody had a decent game from beyond the arc, and the Damask as well. Particularly those two guys, it was nice to see uh, their contributions uh, last night. And a uh, Damask, he had, ended up having a great game. He had 18 points uh, there, and you know that was the second leading scorer on the team besides Tanner Shannon Jr. And so I thought he was it was his best uh, performance in a, a Illinois uniform so far. But even so. He still was a 3-for-7 from uh, beyond the arc, and uh, Luke Goody was 4-for-7 there, including I know they hit those three in a row that I can remember there for Goody. But, uh, man, we we talked about yesterday in the story of the game really was uh, whether uh, Marquette's Big East player of the year Tyler Kolick could go and he was a game time decision and depending on who you talk to on court side they said that his ankle was pretty black and blue but he decided to give it give it a go and man this guy can do this on one bum ankle I would love to see what he is healthy uh, because it seemed like he was not bothered at all by that ankle injury whatsoever as you know he was kind of led the charge for the uh, Golden Eagles you know uh, he had 24 of Marquette's points and that was the leading scorer there and really the big three for this Marquette team that was I thought was impressive as I knew they were going to be a uh, talented I know they had an early exit last year in the big dance. Uh, But, you know, obviously reigning champions in the Big East, both uh, regular season and tournament, and all those players that they uh, brought back, including those big three that led the way. I thought uh, Jones, that guard, was uh, really good, and I think him and Kolek complement each other uh, fairly well. Jones had 15 points, and then Iguodaro, he also uh, came on, and, you know, he's not a three-point shooter. He doesn't stretch the floor like some forwards do in today's game, but I thought he was still was uh pretty decent uh there and uh was the third leading scorer uh there for uh, Marquette. And uh like I also mentioned there that even though I thought that we were within striking distance, the the turnovers also was a problem last night for Illinois. And, you know, I heard uh the other day on uh, first take uh, Daryl Lofsky talked about some interceptions of football aren't created equal and interceptions are in context and some turnovers you can live with but man some of those turnovers last night were just ugly 15 of turnovers are for the Illini Marquette only turned it over eight times in the entire game so you know they took care of the basketball and did what a top four team a top five team in a college basketball does they didn't make a lot of mistakes and Illinois, you know, were some of these turnovers, were they as bad as Andre Carbello turnovers? No, but they're in the same neighborhood. Those are just some uh, turnovers that you can't have. Some turnovers you can live with, but those last night, you couldn't live with it. They were uh, pretty ugly and whatnot. And, you know, a guy that I'm, I'm looking at, Coleman Hawkins. I mean, you know, he had five turnovers alone, and uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. also had uh, five turnovers as well, but uh, Coleman Hawkins, he had as many turnovers as he had points, he only had five points in the entire game, and only uh, not very efficient as well, two for nine from the field, one for five from beyond the arc, like this guy, Coleman Hawkins, coming back here to the OVI. I, I mean, I heard in the press, post-game press conference from Coach Underwood, I think it was on WCIA, Uh, and uh, and they was asked about Coleman Hawkins and what Coach Underwood wants to see out of him, and he said it was leadership. He went on to say other things uh, within that context of that quote, but leadership, this guy's a senior. It's been four years. Like, if this guy can't be a leader and can't show some sort of leadership entering his senior season, I don't know if he has it. And, you know, last night and just this entire season hasn't started off very well. Uh, there, I mean, I thought he was pretty decent in that exhibition game against Kansas. And that was, of course, just getting up for an opponent that you want to play against. I know Hunter Dickerson going up against him, and that's what he got up for. But he hasn't had the best start to the season uh, so far for Mr. Coleman Hawkins. And that's one of the guys that I'm looking at to, I mean, not to say that he was one of the reasons why we lost the game last night. But one of the reasons why we lost the game is because it's going go ice cold there at the very end, as well with those turnovers, as they, uh score was 52 to 50 at that point. The Illini were only down by two, but since that point, Marquette only allowed two field goals the rest of the way, and uh, so they missed like 14 of their last 16 shots, one of six, one of 10 at one point. So the Illini just weren't gonna beat a good team like Marquette when you're turning the ball over that much. And when you're going ice cold from the field like that. So that's just not a recipe for success, even though, you know, at times I thought it looked fine. Other times it just looked ugly uh, there. And so uh, this team, we knew coming in that this was the first true test for the Illini. And, you know, I would, I'm going to be a little bit generous here with this C minus, D plus. I would give them with their performance last night. Not all bad, but uh, not all great uh, either. So uh, the Illini dropped that one uh, last night. And uh, Marquette, they'll go on to the uh, Maui Invitational. And uh, that's going to still be played in Honolulu. And uh, that's going to be uh, moved from its uh, normal uh, Maui location and Shamanan uh, is going to be the technical school that's going to host that uh, there and that stacked always stacked tournament uh, there and the Illini will try to uh, rebound and only a couple days for their next game that's going to be on Friday and it's going to be against Valparaiso at seven o'clock and that is significant because the uh, coach of Valparaiso is our old buddy From 2004-2005 team, you know him, the Reverend Roger Powell. That's right. He is the coach there at Valpo. So it'll be nice to see uh, Roger back in the State Farm Center and uh, patrolling the sidelines uh, there for uh, Valpo. And then, of course, you know, uh, before we start big tip play, we got Southern and Western Illinois uh, squeezed in there as well. That uh, Southern game. Is going to be on a Sunday, and then the Western game isn't until uh, the 24th. So uh, you kind of got some uh, games really quick here. Boom, boom, boom. So uh, maybe that's good for the Illini to get this kind of loss out of their system. And I just want to see them have better performances here. I mean, the first two games were great. Last night, there were f- flashes of being all right but then um going ice cold there at the very end just uh isn't a recipe uh, for success so it's just kind of an odd start for the Illini and uh, with them being ranked number 23 in the country I would expect them to uh, fall out of the polls with that uh, loss so if they stayed in I would be uh shocked uh, there, Elsewhere in uh, college basketball uh, last night in the Champions Classic, it was uh, Kansas getting the win over Kentucky, and uh, they actually had to come back to do so as the uh, Wildcats actually had a 7-point lead at halftime, but uh, the Jayhawks righted the ship and had a great second half there and ended up winning 89-284. And look at this, Hunter Dickerson finally shows up on a, a national stage. I don't remember it too many times, and there at Michigan, that he actually showed up against a decent competition. And uh, 27 points last night, and 21 rebounds for Hunter. So a 20 and 20 performance from Mister Dickinson uh, there in a Kansas, leading the Jayhawks to the victory over Coach Cal and the Wildcats. Then the game before that was uh, both these teams uh, kind of disappointing starts to the season. You know, Duke they had a tough game against Arizona. And then uh, Michigan State dropped that uh, game against James Madison. But uh, Duke ended up winning it uh, 74-2 at 65. Duke, I think, was dominating. And uh, Michigan State tried to make it closer there in the second half. A little bit more respectable score there. But uh, Duke really had no problems uh, last night. In the uh, uh, State Farm Champions Classic, there at the United Center. Elsewhere in the uh, top 25, you had a uh, UConn uh, all over Mississippi Valley State, 87 53. Tennessee, the number seven team in the country, which the Illini will see in a, a few weeks, they were all over Wofford, 82 uh, 61. Creighton, they won over Iowa, 92 84. Uh, Florida Atlantic. Hey, we're watching out for this game, of course. You've been following along with the program. FAU had no problems against Eastern Michigan. One hundred to fifty-seven was the final there. At number eleven Gonzaga all over Eastern Oregon didn't know, didn't even know Eastern Oregon was a uh, college, but I guess they are, and they play basketball not very well. 123 to fifty-seven, and they lost to the Zags. Uh, Texas A&M won over SMU, 79-66. Baylor over Kansas City. Is that the uh, Fighting Jackrabbits I see? Kansas City, Uh, 99-61. Baylor with the win. Look at this. USC, uh, they got upset last night against UC Irvine. UC Irvine won 70-60 was the final score there. Uh, Alabama was all over South Alabama, 102-46. And uh, Colorado one over Milwaukee, 106 to a uh, 79. There in a uh, college basketball last night, and only one team in a top 25 action is uh, on the board for tonight. That is number 19, Texas. They will be hosting Rice tonight there. So. Uh, That's a look at what happened in the world of college basketball. And let's take a a play. Go to a place where you play before you go to college. That's high school. And we're talking about high school basketball coming up next. High school girls of basketball, night number two. And we'll talk about that coming up next here on the starting Lineup.
1: The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. There's a story they tell about someone who became a legend in these parts because of one simple thing they did. They shopped local and they did it not to become famous but because buying from local businesses makes sense. They saved gas, they got better service from folks they know and they helped their neighbors and improved the local economy. Pretty soon other folks were doing it too. And this shop local thing became a movement. That person alone affected businesses and impacted families right here in our community. That person sure changed this town. That person could be you. And here are some suggestions on where you can do it.
0: The Medicine Shop at 600 West Jordan Street in Newton. Haler's Pharmacy at 203 South Main Street in Dietrich. Neemerg's Steakhouse, so delicious, always special Neemerg's Steakhouse.
1: Kevin, Canty and Michelle are Unsportsmanlike.
0: There has to be legit concern in Buffalo. The Sean McDermott case as a hot seat candidate has to be brought up. Their quarterback has been fine at best. There are all kinds of signs here in Buffalo that they could be a little bit of a hot
1: mess. Unsportsmanlike. This is Canty from Unsportsmanlike. Listen to Unsportsmanlike Monday through Fridays on 98.9 The Game. Evan, Canty, and Michelle are Unsportsmanlike. When we talk about the 49ers championship window, I think that window is this year. With this core of players, it's this year, and that's it. At some point, the window closes for these teams, and even though Brock Purdy is on that rookie deal, I think that this is the year that the 49ers have to get it done. If not, we're going to be talking about them having to retool this thing around Brock Purdy. This is Canty from
0: Unsportsmanlike. Listen to Unsportsmanlike Monday through Fridays on 98-9 the game. And now. Air Tri-Sports Center update. Chicago Alderman George Card- Cardenas, whatever, believes the city should take drastic measures to keep the Bears in the Windy City. The starting lineup. What was that Chicago Bears guy name there? Like, ah, who
2: cares? George Card- Cardenas. Cardenas. I don't know who that is. I was going to say, uh, I, the only George I know from Chicago, George Hallis. Yes, the it's only, only one, George that matters. Only
0: one that matters. On ninety-eight-nine, The Game.
2: back in to the started light-up here on 98.9 The Game. Travis Sparks flying solo here with you today. And I just talked about some college of basketball from last night. And let's hit up on some high school basketball that happened last night. And it was our first broadcast of the season over on our sister station, 100.5, 105.5 at Jack FM. It was the uh, first broadcast of Altamont Lady Indians basketball, and uh, they took care of business against uh, Vandalia. 84-36 to uh, 36 was the uh, final score there. New, uh, fresh year starting in there for Altamont. Of course, the uh, Coach Carr era started uh, last night in impressive uh, fashion. It was a total team win. Or Altima last night over the uh, Vandals and also uh, the uh, big story as well was uh, the return of uh, Grace Nelson to the lineup there. It had been since December 21st, 2022 when she went down with that ACL injury against uh, Nioga. 328 days since uh, that date and uh, she picked up right where she left off as uh, she ended up with uh, 29 points in the game, but really that's not the uh, full story. Of course, uh, she looked uh, good out there and uh, picked her up right where she left off before her entry, but it was just a total team win from the uh, Lady Indians' perspective. They also had uh, Lurkins in a double figures. She had 12, uh, Bame, she had uh, 10 points. Uh, Kylie Osteen was right there with eight points, and Bame was running the point there, and that's what Coach Carr talked about. At the end of the game, was that they, they trust putting the ball in uh, Claire's hands and her running the point, and uh, she did well there. And Altman's defense was on point. As uh, or at least I thought they were uh, on point causing some turnovers, at least uh, from uh, that perspective uh, there. I know uh, Coach Carr uh, wanted to uh, talk about the, um, you know, first one uh, jitters. I think they had in uh, first uh, uh, game uh, looks that they had. So they'll clean that up before uh future uh matchups but i think all in all when you uh, start off the season uh, putting up 84 points that's a good deal and also when you uh, get the running clock going as well the indians they uh, built up a, a 40 point lead at one point there in the third quarter and out forced the uh final quarter to go pretty quickly uh, there, and uh, they ended up getting the running clock going in the uh, fourth quarter. And I also thought the uh, Lady Indians did a good job on the uh, rebounding and on the boards. I thought that uh, on both sides, really, on defense and offensively. And Lurkins was kind of one of the beneficiaries of that and why she had 12 points uh, there. So, uh, you know, I thought that the three-point game was also pretty strong there in the second quarter, at least, the Altamont, 33 points. They really stretched out that lead. There in the uh, second quarter, and then you had threes in that quarter from Nelson, uh, Libby Reardon, and uh, Skyly Klein, and knocked down a couple uh, there towards the end of the half as well. And it was 51 to 22 at halftime. And then out of the break, the Lady Indians went on a 14 to three run, including a run of points there from uh, Grace, and uh, that was pretty much sealed the deal of any sort of potential comeback there, and that uh, gave them that uh, running clock lead. Uh, there, so Altamont starts off the season strong there, and uh, they're right into a National Trail Conference play on a Thursday right back there in Altamont, and that game is against Windsor Stu Straws, and they were also in action last night, and they picked up the win over Sarah Gordo, that we'll talk about here in uh, just a uh, second, and Vandalia, they were led by uh, Lupton, she was the only girl in uh, double figures uh, there for the Vandals, Uh, she had 14, and and Vandalia, they'll be headed to the inaugural Nokomis tip-off tournament starting today there. And Altamont was also victorious in the JV game as well, 44-21. to 21. So a good start there for the Indians. And that's not the only team that I got off to a great start. Uh, on opening night for uh, uh, some uh, girls' basketball teams. And one of them was uh, St. Anthony as they picked up uh, the win uh, 61 to uh, 36 was the uh, final score there over Dietrich as you start off in the second game of the year for Altamont NTC play. Uh, St. Anthony and Dietrich beginning things there right away. And uh, St. Anthony had jumped out to the 22 to 7 lead after one quarter. Both teams uh, low scoring. There in the uh, uh, second, but then uh, Dietrich only one point advantage there, 14 to 13 outscored the Bulldogs. Uh, but then uh, Saint put it away there in the fourth, 19 to six they outscored uh, the Maroons. There it was Vonderheide who uh, led the way for Saint A. She had 27 and Ruha had a 16. Those are the only two girls in a double figures for Saint A. Nuxall was right there. She had a nine there for the Bulldogs and Dietrich they only had one girl in a double figures there that was uh, Britain, and she had 12 points to lead the way for the Maroons uh, there and she also had a couple of three-pointers as well for the Maroons so a good start there for St. Anthony picking up their opening night win there uh, South Central was in action for the second game in as many days as it was uh, Casey picking up the win over South Central 55 to a 39. Was the uh, final score there as uh, Casey came out of the gate strong. 19-7 lead after one quarter of play. Only seven combined points there in the uh, second quarter between both schools. And then uh, fairly low scoring in the third as well. But Casey put it away there in the fourth outscoring uh, South Central there 21-15 to end up winning with the 55-39 final uh, there. As it was uh, uh, Kribbler for the um, uh, Warriors, she had 14 to lead the way for a KZ, and Webster had 19 in the loss for South Central there. And uh, let's see elsewhere in uh, the NTC. Like I mentioned, Windsor two Straws that uh, they picked up the win over Sarah Gordo, and it was by a close one, 44 to uh, 38 final score there. It looks like uh, Windsor's Two Straws had the six-point edge in the very first quarter, and then uh, they extended that lead just a little bit there at halftime, uh, but then Saragoto tried to get back into it there in the third and made it a little bit closer and was keeping it it right with them there with the uh, hatchets in the fourth quarter, but ultimately Windsor's Two Straws Coming away with the win there. As looks like only two players were in double figures there. As looks like both Hayes were in double figures. You had Sam Hayes. She had 10. And Kendra Hayes had 11 points there for the Hatchets. And Kinkler was right there. She had 9 points. But we'll see them on Thursday for a matchup with Altamont uh there and a North Clay they defeated oblong a palhut 46 to 28 was the uh final score there uh let's see i think i missed one because i uh, because topless independent uh but uh, topless uh, they uh fell in their opening uh, contest against mount vernon guys it was the uh, rams picking up the opening night win there in T-Town, 69 to 52 was the uh, final score as it looks like Mount Vernon had a strong uh, first half there and uh, they outscored the Shoes 17-7 in the third so any sort of comeback to start off the second half was pretty much dashed there in the uh, third quarter. It looks like uh, props she had uh, 15 points to lead the way for the Shoes and Ruall, uh had 11 points but uh, that was pretty much It that was cooking for its topless. They did make seven three-pointers, though, in the game. But it looks like Pollard was just too much to handle, as she had 23 to lead the way for the Rams uh, there. And the Apollo, you had Mount Zion to get the win over Springfield Southeast, 62-34. And it was East Peoria over Muhammad Seymour at the Prairie Central. Thanksgiving a tournament, uh, Lincoln Prairie conference. You had a couple of teams there. You had Rochester get the win over Sullivan, forty-one to thirty, and a Tuscola with the win over Arthur Lovington. out Haman sixty-one to a twenty-three. So Tuscola picks up there a second win and as many days there. And in the little line, you had Newton pick up the uh, dub over a uh, Fairfield. And uh, that one was by a 42 21, a final score low scoring there in uh, the uh, first half, I guess, slow scoring in general, but you had a nine to four lead for Newton uh, lead after one, but then both teams combined six points there in uh, the uh, second quarter. And then uh, Newton really kind of seemed like they put some distance with themselves in Fairfield. And, uh, Outscored them 19 to six in that quarter, uh, and that really was one of the big differences uh, there. And it was uh, Martin lead the way. That's Cameron Martin led the way for the Eagles as uh, she had a 16, and also uh, you had um, let's see, you had uh, a Carson uh, Carson Martin, excuse me, had a nine points, eight rebounds, and four assists, as well in a Kessler. At 8 points and 12 rebounds there for the Eagles. Pick up their opening night win for them. And Edwards led the way for Fairfield. She had 17. And in the other game there, it was Olney getting the win over Pena, 46-40 to there. And in the South Central Conference action, you had Greenville win over Triad, 37-29. And Nicomas victorious over Litchfield, 48-10. Was the final there in junior high boys basketball from uh, last night in uh, seventh grade? You had Vandalia pick up the win over Altamont, forty-five to twenty-five. And in the uh, Dietrich Round Robin tournament there in a uh, seventh grade action as well, you had Newton St. Thomas pick up a win over Dietrich, twenty-nine seventeen. But then uh, Newton St. Thomas fell to Albany St. Joe, forty-eight to twenty-eight. Was the final and uh, Albany St. Joe also. Uh, defeated Dietrich 31-13. to And in 8th grade action, you had Vandalia pick up the win over Altamont as well. That one was a 49 223 final score there. And that was all the action uh, from uh, last night. A little light schedule for the uh, girls' basketball games uh, tonight. But in Apollo action, you have Mount Zion traveling to Decatur to take on Decatur Eisenhower. Lincoln Prairie, you have Tri-County traveling to Chrisman. Okaw Valley hosting Macon Meridian and Argenta is taking on Mount Pulaski at the Moroa Forsyth Thanksgiving Tournament. Uh, the Clinton Turkey Tussle continues as well. In the uh, South Central, like I mentioned, of Vandalia, they'll be at the Nokomis Tip-Off Tournament. And uh, they'll be taking on Lincolnwood this evening, starting off there. North Green, they're at Piasaw. North Mac, hosting a Salt Fork. And Carlinville travels to Williamsville tonight in high school girls basketball action there and if you missed any of the word, any of those and if you missed any of the statistics over there you can check it out on our website fmradio.com and just click on our local sports tab there that's where we keep you up to date with all of those wonderful things all right i'll uh, step away here and i'll return to talking about uh, some uh, college sports some more college sports Let's talk about some college football. The latest college football rankings were dropped last night, and I'll we'll take a look at those coming up next here on The Starting Lineup. The Starting Lineup
1: from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. Navigating, Navigating, Navigating without a compass. Navigating, eyes waiting. Navigating, started to wonder.
2: When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sounded Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundedOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Counsel and Pivotal Ventures. For more
1: than 40 years, the experienced trial attorneys at Bruno Law Offices have been defending good people throughout Central Illinois. If you're facing criminal charges in state or federal court, trust Bruno Law Offices to protect you and to do it with first-class service and communication. Serving Effingham and surrounding counties, Bruno Law Offices has a five-star Google rating and a proud reputation for winning in the courtroom. Look us up online to learn how we can help you. This is Greeny with Mike Greenberg. I don't for the life of me understand why anything is not reviewable. Instant Replay has become exactly what it shouldn't be. Instant Replay has now become something that we use to try and correct microscopic little mistakes. We have systems in place that every now and again, it cannot correct huge mistakes they should just institute the second look rule if you look at the video one time and you say i need to see it again the call stands instant replay should only be overturning massively blown calls and you should only change the outcome when it is obviously blown we spend four minutes half the time trying to look at something because it's a quarter of an inch difference if it's that close leave it Address these major issues
0: regardless of what they are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to Effingham, source for local sports, and home to Greenie on 98.9 The Game.
1: If you're just tuning in, this is Fan 23 Fansville's number one sports radio station. Brought to you by Tasty Dr. Pepper. We are settling the great debate, best third quarter snack, hot dogs or nachos? You know my mantra, Doug. Meaty, uh, yes. Medi- Medi- early, early, cheesy Medi- late. late. Well, it looks like we have a caller here to weigh in. Is this Chuck? Popcorn in the third is the move. What? You go with passive snacking after halftime. No, it's nachos. Look, as long as there's a nice cold Dr. Pepper there to wash it down, I'm good with either. Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Bundling and saving with GEICO is an easy choice, so you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like, what's the best animal in the world if not humans? I'd strongly consider ducks to be somewhere up there on the list. Think about it. Ducks can swim, ducks can fly, and ducks can walk on land. They have access to all terrains. They are the ultimate animal. And they wiggle their butts when they walk, which is funny. Yeah, ducks are awesome. End of story.
0: Bundling and saving with GEICO. It's an easy choice. And now... Eric Fry, Center Update. Former Indianapolis Colts linebacker Gary Brackett, the owner of the Stacked Pickle sports bar chain, has filed for bankruptcy protection. In the filing, all 10 of uh, Brackett's Stacked Pickle locations in Indiana and Ohio were forced to close after the pandemic. Brackett played for the Colts for his entire pro career from 2003 to 2011. He helped the team win Super Bowl 41 against the
2: Chicago Bears. The starting lineup. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Starting off with the stacked pickle. The
0: stacked pickle. How about yes. that? I've not been there.
2: And I can't. I, I can't go now.
0: Have not heard of it. Yeah. I, mean, well, I guess we can't go now. Nope. You'll never find out about you'll never it. Never know. On
2: ninety-eight-nine, the game. Travis Sparks with sports SportsCenter update. Jordan Benetton has stopped all 30 shots he faced as the Blues beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-0 at Enterprise Center. Cole Breco scored in the middle of the first period to give St. Louis the lead for good. Jordan Cairo added goals in the second Kairou finished the night with two goals. The Blues are on a three-game winning streak, and they're in fourth place in the Central Division. The St. Louis Cardinals made some roster moves yesterday. No, not adding Aaron Nola yet. They did add three players to the 40-man roster to protect them from the Rule 5 draft. To make room for those three players, the team outrighted pitcher Packy Naughton to Triple A, designated pitcher Connor Thompson for an assignment and released uh Wilkie Rodriguez. The rule five draft takes place next month there cody bellinger will be testing a free agency sorry cub fans the cubs slugger declined the uh 20.3 million dollar qualifying offer yesterday if he ends up signing elsewhere the cubs will get a drift pick compensation bellinger had a bounce back season with the cubbies though in 2023 slugging 26 home runs speaking of major league baseball a pair of talented baseball minds took home manager of the year honors on tuesday night Marlins manager Skips Schumacher should have been the Cardinals manager earned the National League award, while Orioles Brandon Hyde captured the American League trophy. Welcome back into the uh, starting lineup here on 989 The Game. ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks flying solo today with the uh, Sports Center Reads today. I give myself a B minus there. I left a lot there at the very end. B minus on the Sports on our reads today. All right, let's uh, take a look at some uh, college of football. We didn't have actually any game action last night. I mean, I guess we did have the action that Eric was uh, talking about in uh, Toledo continuing their winning ways. They won the game against Bowling Green. Posing fans rush the field there at bowling green not too often you see that but uh that was really the only thing that was a uh, significant uh there from uh, last night but the before in the middle of that match and you had the uh, latest college football uh rankings that uh, came out and we have a new number one but let's go from the uh, bottom up here as uh, kansas They have a kind of free fall as uh, they took another loss, so uh, they're only number 25. Uh, Tulane, I believe they lost their first game, so they dropped one spot to uh, 24. Uh, Oklahoma State, they also uh, fell after picking up that win. Uh, over Oklahoma, but uh, they free-falled eight spots to 23. Utah is at a 22, and they dropped a couple of spots after uh, losing their previous game against tough competition. But uh, Kansas State, they're up four spots to number 21. North Carolina also jumped up four spots to 20. Notre Dame picks up a spot at number 19. Tennessee, they're at number 18. They fill five spots. Uh, Number 17, Arizona, they're up four spots. Iowa was a big mover there coming into the matchup with the Illini, and uh, they move up to a number six. Uh, LSU is up four spots to 15. Oklahoma rises three spots to 14. Ole Miss, after their loss against Georgia, fell to number 13. Penn State, also with their loss against Michigan, fell a couple of spots to number 12. Oregon State there is at 11. Louisville is at number 10. Missouri, yeah, that's right. Missoula jumps up into the top 10 as their number 9 in the playoff rankings. And then here we go with the heavy hitters. That didn't really change much as Alabama stayed at 8. Texas stayed at 7. Oregon still on the outside looking in at 6. Washington, as well, just missed out on the rankings once again. And once again, we have the same four teams, but we have a swap on the rankings. You have uh, Florida State coming in at number four. They're in Michigan, number three. They're in currently. And, of course, we're awaiting the big matchup in a couple weeks there uh, with Ohio State, who ended up Swapping spots with uh, Georgia uh, as Ohio State was one last week. They're number two this week, and that means Georgia is number one in the college football rankings this week. They jumped Ohio State for the uh, top spot in the college football rankings after their win against Old Miss this past weekend. The Bulldogs now will spend their 13th week as number one in the playoff rankings. That's second most all-time behind, of course, Alabama, who spent 24 weeks at number one. And the SEC has the uh, top-ranked team in four. 44 of the 57 playoff rankings. That's eight weeks for the ACC in comparison and five weeks for the uh, Big Ten. And the SEC also has the top-ranked undefeated team, number one, Georgia. They have the top-ranked two-loss team, Missouri, at number nine, and the top three-loss team in number 15, LSU. And Alabama does rank third among one-loss opponents there. Uh, The Buckeyes, they come in at number two, as, of course, we'll wait and see what happens in two weeks. But before they get to Michigan, they got to play Minnesota. There should be no problem with the Golden Gophers there. And uh, Michigan also uh, can't overlook Maryland uh, this week, of course, with the terrible suspension of Coach Harbaugh. Uh, They're going to miss that game, but he'll still be there for preparations for the entire game. Uh, 28 of the 36 teams to make the playoff were ranked in the top five in the third playoff ranking of the season. None of last week's top 25 schools departed this week's ranking, making it the fifth time that the same 25 teams have been ranked in back-to-back playoff rankings. It's the first time it's happened before the final poll. Of the uh, season. And uh, we also uh, like to look at a potential of the 12 uh, uh, team expanded playoff that will happen uh, next year. A potential intriguing matchup there, the 611 uh, matchup would be Oregon and Oregon State in the playoff right there. Talk about an extra wrinkle to that rivalry with Oregon and Oregon State. Is there on a college campus for a playoff game? That would be uh, nuts there for that rivalry game Uh, but also some other little nuggets that's the first time that arizona has been ranked in the top 20 in the playoff rankings since 2014 which they climbed all the way to number seven at that point oregon state is number 11 of the highest playoff ranking in their program history louisville reaches the top 10 in the playoff rankings for a second time the cardinals spent the first three weeks in the top 10 in 2016 climbed as high as number five then. And Iowa had the biggest jump in this week's rankings, moving up six spots to 16. It's the highest college football rank since it finished at 15 in 2021. And Iowa, they always say, all you can do, that's a long way to tumble after their loss this week against Illinois. Potentially. (laughs) And then, uh, of course, I also have to mention here with uh, college football is that I uh, saw scrolling through the, uh, you know, how some people read the newspapers in the morning. Well, no, I wake up and I open X in the morning and Coach Bielema has apparently already been on some local media and already on a serious XM. today, Coach Bielema revealed that none other than Luke Altmaier has been cleared to play and apparently will be the starting quarterback for the game against Iowa. Mm, man, am I disappointed to hear that news. Hopefully this is just a, a gamesmanship tactic, I'm hoping, from Coach B. If not, this would be a huge miss. I know that yesterday I said that if you bench Altmaier at this point, you're probably going to lose him and lose him uh, for to the transfer portal. But, man, you cannot not start paddock i mean you have to go with him he just threw for 500 yards and hopefully like i said maybe this is just a little uh switcheroo little rope-a-dope that uh he's not exactly gonna be called out as a wire altmeyer will start the game maybe he'll play the first game first play or he'll play the first series i mean guess we could do that it could do a little two quarterback uh thing i know i'm not exactly in love with that but uh hopefully Coach Billum not going to be viewed as a liar. Maybe Altmaier can play the first series. Then Pada can take over from there after Iowa prepped for Altmaier all week. I'm hoping that this is just some sort of switcheroo uh, there. But I was highly disappointed in hearing that news uh, this morning. But I guess we got a couple more days uh, until uh, Saturday before uh, we'll see you actually Gets the bulk of the playing time uh, there. But please, please let it be the hot hand in a paddock there. And also, uh, finally, before we leave the uh, college football rankings, there's seven FBS teams remaining undefeated and all of them entering week this week at 10-0. It's the most 10-0 teams in a season in the national championship era since 1998. The previous most was in 2009 and uh, there were six teams at 10-0. and Currently, the uh, seven SBF teams remaining undefeated, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, and uh, everyone's kind of favorite team but excluded from a playoff eligibility, James Madison. And they're also ineligible for the Sun Belt Conference Championship game as well with all the things that they're dealing with in the transition period. And also, Liberty is undefeated. Of those seven teams, three have already clinched spots in their respective conference championship games, and that being Georgia, Florida State, and Liberty, and Washington can clinch a spot in the Pac-12 title game with a win on this Saturday. And obviously, whoever's going to win between Ohio State and Michigan will be undefeated, and the winner of that game will be going to Indianapolis in the uh, Big Ten championship game therein who will they'll see Will they'll see iowa iowa can uh, clinch a spot in the uh indianapolis at lucas oil stadium with a win over the uh Wainai. and also they just have to win one of their next two games uh for the hawkeyes and like i keep mentioning illinois they don't have uh, as crazy scenarios as northwestern they do still have Uh, Northwestern scenarios here to win the West. So it's not that crazy. There's only a three-step process for the Illini to win the West. And since Eric isn't here, I can talk about it. Uh, Illinois has to win out. Nebraska has to lose to Wisconsin but beat Iowa. And then Minnesota has to beat Wisconsin. So those three simple scenarios have to happen for the Illini to go to Indianapolis and get blown out by ohio state or michigan and i would love every minute of it if that ends up happening all right so i'm up against it here on the starting lineup here and i'm going to close things out talking about a little nba from last night was there something crazy that happened was there like a uh, I, can't, I can't even call it a brawl right there wasn't even any punches thrown was there there was a chokehold that happened, but we'll get into that as I close out the starting lineup with a little NBA action coming up.
1: The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. will be right back. <laughs> Chris Carlin, Joe Fortnball. This is Carlin versus Joe. Who said it? Jerry Jones or Peter Griffin from Family Guy? Yes. I am ready, my friend. He's our baby. He's an ugly baby, but he's our baby. That's gotta be Peter Griffin talking about Stewie. <laughs> Incorrect! He actually said that about one of his players? He absolutely said that. Carlin versus Joe. Hey, this is Chris Carlin. Listen to Carlin versus Joe on 98-9 the game. This is Carlin versus Joe, Chris Carlin, Joe Fortinball. Von Miller on Josh Allen, jumping into these pregame fights. You can't try to tame a Mustang, you've got to let them be. This has often been said about me, and the thing I would say here, <laughs> even a Mustang has to understand, getting into a pregame fight is not good for your football team. Carlin versus Joe. Hey, this is Chris Carlin, listen to Carlin vs. Joe on 98.9 The Game.
2: Imagine the possibilities with Totopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified,
0: the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank.
1: In Teutopolis, Sigel and Effingham, Equal Housing Lender and Member FDIC. Get big savings and big rewards now during Provember at Lowe's. Right now, save $80 on a DeWalt 20-Volt Two-Tool Combo Kit and earn three times the bonus points. Redeem those points for offers like NFL tickets to regular season games, a Super Bowl 58 experience for two, and more rewards. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. While supplies last, selection varies by location. Bonus points calculated before tax and fees after applicable discounts if any. Vowed through 1122. Subject to
2: change. Isn't that aroma just heavenly? What's with the whispering? Inside this grill is the secret to winning game days.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Eckridge smoked sausage, crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. So easy to prepare, too. Now, hand me one of those buns. Oh, whoa, keep your voice down. Marty, you're still whispering? Secrets out, buddy. Eckridge.com has dozens of simple, mouthwatering recipes for everyone to win game days this season. And now, Eric Price, Sports Center update. The Colts reportedly believe they could get wide receiver Paris Campbell back from injury before season's end. Campbell underwent foot surgery after catching a touchdown in the week six win over the Texans
2: and has been working to return since the starting lineup. Welcome back in uh, to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here and that's Eric Fry stumbling and bumbling for the uh, Sports Center what
0: They need to get uh, similar teams that have the same name out of the same division. Titans, Titans, Titans? And Texans. Hmm. Both start with T's. Get them out of there. On 98-9 the game
2: Back into the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. Only here on 98.9, which is a a smidge, a bit longer. And I'll probably have to save some of this for the uh, podcast, but I'll get through what I can. Here on uh, closing things out with the uh, NBA from uh, last night in the uh, play-in, or the in-season tournament in the group stage. As no one will remember the final score of this game between the Timberwolves and Warriors Timberwolves ended up winning on a uh, kind of a late game three. It was 104-101, but no one will remember the entire game because only one will remember the first couple of minutes there as uh, the little scuffle, kerfuffle that happened at the beginning of the game. And uh, Draymond, of course, did you expect anyone else to be in the center of this? Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, and uh, Jaden McDaniels were all ejected before two minutes of game time even elapsed. This was the first game in the last 25 season which a player was ejected before either team scored. And there obviously was three ejections. And this one, for the second time in as many games, Green was ejected. He's been ejected 17 times in his regular season career, the most among active players. And, of course, he was ejected because he just decided to put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold. I mean... He tried to, I do not even, you can't even say it was WWE style, sports and entertainment industry style. No, he just kind of randomly put him in a chokehold, grabbed him, and uh, he knew what to do. Draymond knew what to do when uh, Kat tried to put a little chokehold on him. He tucked that chin in, but uh, that's why he just randomly grabbed uh, Rudy Gobert, and then uh, Rudy Gobert's face was kind of uh, funny. Uh, when he was locked in that, and uh, he had some words after the uh, game about uh, Dre was that every time Steph doesn't play, he doesn't want to play without his guy Steph, so he does anything he can to get ejected. And yes, Steph Curry did not play in the game due to a knee soreness and. A former line I don't even know if we can claim him because he balled out in Santa Clara and that's why he's in the league today. But Brandon Podzinski, that's right, Pod got 23 points to lead the way for Golden State last night. Also, Dario Sarkic had 21 points. They combined for 44 points. And I thought this was fascinating that this is the first Warriors team members first Warriors other than Curry to score more than 20 points in a game this season I know we're only 12 games in but Clay hasn't scored more than 20 I guess not but uh, after beginning the season uh, six and two the Warriors are on a little losing streak now they've lost four games their last four games and they're standing at six and six they're including dropping that one in the play and on the other side, Minnesota's off to a decent start to the season, 8-2. and two. That's their best record through 10 games since 2001 and 2002. And Carl Anthony Town with Carl Anthony Towns and Minnesota, they've won seven consecutive games with, uh, within a season for the first time since March and April of 2004. And the Timberwolves win 1,517 games between win streaks of seven-plus games. That's the third longest drought. In NBA history uh, there and the Lakers also uh, they made some uh, franchise history there as well they made 22 three-pointers actually tied for the most in a game in franchise history there were 22 of 35 that's a 62 percent on three-pointers the highest three-pointers point field goal percentage in a game by a team with at least 35 attempts in NBA history. And that's not who the Lakers have been this season. They ranked 29th in the league in three-point field percentage entering Tuesday. But they rode those 22 three-pointers to a win over the Grizzlies, 134-107, to despite LeBron James playing a season low in minutes. So I'll continue my conversation with the NBA. Still got some more interesting nuggets there, including one on a nugget, Nikola Jokic. And so stick around for the podcast as well as the day in sports history. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is Carlin versus Joe. And following that is Freddie and Harry. Enjoy the rest of your ESPN Radio afternoon. Welcome back in and welcome into overtime of the uh, starting uh, lineup and I still got some more stuff to uh, talk about the NBA still got some nuggets to hit up on including the nuggets and also got some the state sports history coming up for you as well but first before I get to uh, any of that let's check out uh, some stuff on SportsCenter that I didn't quite get to. As uh, I kind of ran through that there, but the uh, Major League Baseball Managers of the Year were handed out yesterday as uh, Skip Schumacher was the NL Award winner while Brandon Hyde captured the American League Manager of the Year. Skip Skip led Miami to its first postseason berth since 2020 and had a 84-78 record. It's the first Marlon Skipper to win the award since Jack McKeon in 2003. Former Milwaukee Brewers manager Craig Council finished second in voting. On the other side, Hyde uh, guided Baltimore to the best record in the AL, 101-61. and It was the first time the O's won at least 100 games in a season since 1980. The last Orioles manager to win the award was Buck Showalter back in 2014. Texas Ranger manager Bruce Bochy was voted the runner-up. The Cy Young Award winners will be handed out today. Yankees ace Garrett Cole, Blue Jays Hurl Kevin Gosman, and a Twins starter and future St. Louis Cardinals Sonny Gray are up for the American League Cy Young Award. Diamondbacks righty Zach Gallon, righty or Giants twirler Logan Webb, and 2016 Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell and a potential free agent are finalists on the NL side New York's Cole is expected to win the award unanimously after sporting a 15-4 record and a 2.63 ERA. He led the league in earn-run average, innings pitched, and batting average allowed. Meanwhile, San Diego's Snell is the NL favorite after allowing an ML best 2.25 earned runs over 180 innings pitched last season. He would become one of nearly two dozen players in Major League history to win the award more than once. And also uh, some more MLB uh, news and uh, notes here. Not a single qualifying offer was accepted by uh, seven MLB players that were offered to. Angels two-way star Shohei Otani was among the group who turned down the one-year 20.3 million dollar qualifying offer. Cody Bellinger, like I mentioned, pitcher Josh Hader and Blake Snell, Aaron Nola and a Sonny Gray, and third baseman Matt Chapman made the rest of the group that will head into free agency. The teams who offered qualifying offers will receive draft compensation compensation should the player sign with another team. And finally, the uh, Yankees general manager Ryan Cashman is receiving criticism for one of his players' agents, uh, Joe Wolf, the agent of Giancarlo Stanton, responded to the comments made by Cashman about his client. Cashman to the New York Daily News last week that getting injured seems to be a part of Stanton's game. In a statement to the Athletic, Wolf responded that all free agents should consider that signing with the Yankees means you need to be made of Teflon because you can never. Let your guard down. Stanton is coming off the worst season of his career after batting 191 and slugging 24 home runs. And I think there's, uh, let's see here, Uh, college basketball yesterday that I didn't get to. DePaul. One of our South Dakota, 72 60. Bradley crushed Terrellon State, 86 63. Chicago State fell to Cal State Northridge, 74 64. UIC took down Leola, 72 67. And Valpo snuck past Green Bay, 64 59. And Illinois State will host Eastern Illinois tonight, as well as uh, Southeast Missouri State hosts Evansville in around the area um and let's see Aaron Rodgers is still a believer in the Jets offensive system there is weekly spot on the Pat McAfee show Aaron Rodgers Tuesday Rodgers defended offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett saying it's not a scheme or plane calling problem Hackett has come under criticism among historically poor performances Rodgers says that he is a believer in Hackett because of his success with the system at Green Bay the Jets have gone on 11 straight quarters without a touchdown. New York is third in the AFC East at four and a five, and they'll be visiting Buffalo this Sunday. And they, the Bills, I mean, will try to right the ship after firing their offensive coordinator, but as well as trying to get revenge on that uh, season-opening uh, loss to the Jets there. And then I think the only thing else I have here about college football, a Washington State judge has ruled in favor of Washington State University and Oregon State University in their bid to control the board of the Pac-12 conference. They argue the 10 schools that announced they're leaving the conference gave up their right to make decisions on the board of directors. The attorney representing those schools argued that they do have a say despite their notice of withdrawal. The uh, judge previously issued a temporary restraining order preventing the schools leaving the conference from making decisions on the board. The 10 schools plan to appeal the ruling. So uh, win one for Washington State and Oregon State. Not sure if that's going to matter too much, but hey, they're going to win in court there. All right, so that does it for Center. Clean. All that up, we'll put that to uh, the uh, side Uh, And here's a couple of things that have happened back on this date in history. In 1960, Elgin Baylor scored 71 points and a 123-108 win over the New York Knicks, becoming the first player in NBA history to score 70 points in a game. Will Chamberlain would reach that threshold six times in his legendary career. In 2009, of course, who can never forget this? Bill Belichick decides to go for it on 4th and 2 at his own 28-yard line in the closing minutes of a game against the Indianapolis Colts. Patriots failed to convert, and uh, according to this, the decision helped usher in the analytical age of football. So, what a distinction there. In 2011, Mike Krzyzewski from Duke defeats Michigan State to pass Bob night as Division One's all-time winningest men's college basketball coach. And also in 2014, Wisconsin's Melvin Gordon breaks the NCAA record for most rushing yards in a game, rushing for 408 yards against Nebraska. He broke LaDainian Tomlinson's mark of 406, which stood for 15 years, but Gordon's record would not stand for very long. It would be short-lived as Samaj P. Ryan broke that mark just one week later, and that is what happened during this date in sports history on November 15th. All right, I still got a couple of things to uh, clean up from the NBA uh, last night. As I mentioned, the Nuggets and a nugget for Nikola Jokic as he led Denver to the win over the Clippers, 111-2-108. Jokic finished with 32 points, 16 rebounds, 9 assists. Uh, Jokic has had at least 20 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists, or not 11 assists. Scratch that. Jokic, 20 points, 10 boards in all 11 games this season. That's the longest streak to begin a season by a player since Kareem did it in a 71-72. A and also he went 14-14 for 14 from the free throw line. His most attempts in a game without a miss in his career. On the other side of the Clippers, they lost six straight games, five of which have come with James Harden since joining the squad. That's tied for their longest losing streak in the last five seasons. Adding to the streak, the Clippers are 0-6 on the road. They're one of two teams without a road win. The Rockets and their longest losing streak to begin a season since 2011 when the Clippers began 0-11. They're 0-5 in clutch games this season. Worst of any team besides the Wizards. Their 0-3 are the only other winless team there. So that is just, I don't want to say laughable. That's just kind of funny that they added James Harden and they haven't gotten any better. They just keep losing uh, there. So uh, let's see. Uh, elsewhere in the uh, play-in tournament, the Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton, had himself another uh, great game and a no turnover game as well. Pacers end up winning the game 132-126 to 126 over the 76ers. And uh, Halliburton finished with 33 points, 15 assists, but most impressive, zero turnovers again in the win. It also snapped at Philadelphia's eight-game winning streak as well. Halliburton has scored or assisted on 135 points in the past two games, the most over a two-game span without a turnover Since individual turnovers were first tracked in 77 and 78 per the Elias Sports Bureau. And the first player to record 25 points, 15 assists, and zero turnovers in multiple games since 77 and 78. And he's done that in his last two games. And Halliburton becomes the fifth player with 30 points, 15 assists, and zero turnovers in a game. Joining James Harden, LeBron James, Chris Paul, and John Stockton in that distinction Uh, There, so Tyrese Halliburton having himself a great couple of games uh, there. The uh, Pelicans got the win over the Mavs, 131 to one and 10 and they scored, uh, did in New Orleans, 46 fast-break points. It's their most in a game in franchise history, and the most by any team in a game since 2019, this snapped a five game losing streak for New Orleans and marked their first win by double digits this season. And Luca finished with a, a season low in points 16, rebounds only two, assists two as well. And also he had eight turnovers and the loss as well. Uh, the uh, Thunder, they rolled past the uh, Spurs 123 to 287. Impressive. Tip-off there between Wimbiamba and uh, Chet Holmgren. They're two of the tallest players and with the biggest reaches in the game. But uh, Oklahoma City, 36-point win against San Antonio. And they dominated in transition as well. 31-2, to they outscored the Spurs in fast-break points. Shea Gilders alexander 28 points, and a career-high 7 steals for him in the Wimba. And the Jazz, they're 2-0 in the in-season tournament. After winning over the Trailblazers, 115-90-9. Uh, and nine, and uh, Utah has won consecutive games for the first time this season. And they also only allowed 99 points. That snapped a streak of 92 straight games, allowing 100-plus points. The longest active streak in the NBA and then we also had the Nets pick up the win over the Magic, 124 to 104. Uh, the uh, Hawks got the win despite no Trey Young. Uh, he uh, is not with the Hawks due to personal reasons, but they still got the win over Detroit. Dejounte Murray recorded his first 30-point, 10-assist game since joining the Hawks. There, uh, I, I did have a nugget for the Nets and Magic game. Spencer Dedwitty. Season-high 29 points and matched his season-high with nine assists. And the Nets are also going to be without Ben Simmons, go figure, for the foreseeable future. He's going to be out at least another week with a nerve impingement in his lower back. It's the fourth straight game he missed last night. I know that's not any breaking news there. Uh, And also, uh, finally, the Heat won against the Hornets 105-18. to 111 to 105, I should say. And the Heat won their sixth straight game. And Jimmy Butler, season high, 32 points. And BAM Adebayo, his fifth straight game with at least 20 points and 10 rebounds. And Adebayo, that's the tied for the second longest streak in, the, in Heat history with those performances. And that's what happened in the NBA last night. Uh, A couple matchups on ESPN tonight, I believe, as the uh, first game of the doubleheader is the uh, Celtics matching up with the uh, 76ers, non-in-season tournament action. And the Bulls, they're in action against the uh, Magic at the United Center. That's not the other game on ESPN. The other game is the Kings versus Lakers. They're elsewhere, Mavs in Washington. Wizards, how terrible are they? 2-8. Uh, not great. Uh, the Knicks there in Atlanta take on the Hawks. Bucks at Toronto. Timberwolves. Suns. Cavaliers. Trailblazers is the rest of the action in the NBA tonight. Uh, and then uh, quickly here to close out the uh, show, take a look at some NHL action. Bruins got the win over the uh, Sabres. Great start for Boston, of course. Go figure, 12-1 and 2 to start the season. Five to two win over Buffalo last night. Uh, the Flames uh, they got the win over the Canadiens, two uh, to one. Uh, the Capitals uh, shut out the uh, Knights, three to nothing. The Penguins get the win over the Blue Jackets, five to three. Said the kid with a hat trick, the 16th hat trick of. Sid's career. I already mentioned the Blues win against the Lightning. Uh, the Ducks with the win over the uh, Preds, a uh, three to two, in overtime. The Stars picked up the uh, W, 11, three and one. Our Dallas, the season they got it four to three over the uh, Coyotes. Uh, the Jets won six to three over the uh, Devils, and the Panthers with the win over the Lonely Sharks. 4 to 3 go figure Panthers 10th win of the season and Sharks 2 13 and 1 historically bad San Jose is this season and we have a doubleheader on a TNT tonight we have the uh, Flyers in a Carolina to take on the Hurricanes and you have the Islanders in a Vancouver and uh, uh The Canucks are off to a great start this season. Kind of a surprise, I think, of the NHL season so far. 11-3-1 are the Canucks, including 5-0-1 at home. We also have Eric's Kraken there in Edmonton today decay on the Orioles. Orioles? The Oilers. I always do that for some reason. And I always have trouble pronouncing them as well. But uh, best just say Seattle at Edmonton there. And the Ducks, they are in Colorado to take on the avalanche there. Uh, Any more ESPN news and uh, notes? Looks like Deshaun Watson is going to be out for the uh, season after having a shoulder injury that's going to end his season. So, hey, so much for the uh, Browns picking up that win over Baltimore and people talking about him being in in Super Bowl contention, <laughs> probably not. Not sure where they go from here. I don't even know who the backup is in Cleveland, but uh, he's going to be taking over uh, for the rest of the season for Deshaun. And on the depth chart right now, Dorian Thompson Robinson or PJ Walker, the starting QB for Cleveland. Currently sitting second in the AFC North. Hmm. But that's tough sledding there for the Browns now after that injury. And uh, also I saw that the uh, Bears are planning to start Justin Fields against Detroit this weekend. So there you go. Justin Fields back in the lineup. Maybe that would spell good things for the Bears in Detroit. Probably not. But I guess he can hope. We'll talk more NFL on tomorrow's program with the uh, Thursday night game uh, there between Cincinnati and uh, Baltimore. But I think that cleans it up. And I think that I've been talking. I think you've been. I think you're through with me. I think that it's been enough talking uh, for uh, one day. Uh, so I'm going to get on out of here and get going for the uh, day and i'll be back tomorrow hopefully eric will be back in studio with me as well and uh, so until tomorrow talk to you then thanks for listening thanks for downloading peace out have a great rest of your day